welcome back to an episode of Unsalted where I apologize like I normally do for being gone for so long and I do a summertime review. Enjoy. Testing, testing, one, two, three. It's been a while, been a while, been a while. Oh my God. Oh my God. It has been such a long time. How is everybody doing? How are you? I got a message from one of my friends who's an avid listener saying to me, Girl, the last time you published an episode was July 17th, over a month ago. Like, what the fuck? But as we know from the previous years I've been doing this podcast, I have a way of fucking off during the summer and not really having clarity as to what the plan is for summer. I listen to a lot of podcasts and they plan Like, oh, we're going to be off for two weeks or we're going to be away for a month. We're not going to be back next week. Clearly, I'm not doing that. So I'm going to start to do that, hopefully in 2024, because this summer's fucked. It's done. It's gone. Bye. So it's not going to happen. Anyways, I'm back. So much has happened since July 17th. Um, I'm going to do a run through through the summer because school's starting As I'm publishing this, school will be starting like the next day. So here we are. Let's go through the summer. You might hear me going back and forth from my notes because even though I have not been creating content, content, I've been keeping notes about what the fuck's been going on. Okay, here's what happened. I recorded the corn soup episode with Jam Gamble, which was a hit. Out the park, everybody loved it. Even people who aren't Caribbean and know nothing about fets, they loved it, listened to it. Great time with Jam. Fantastic. Then my life became consumed with Beyonce and the Renaissance Tour. Truth be told, my life is still consumed with Beyonce and the Renaissance Tour. I have half a mind to go somewhere else to see this woman perform because I feel like I've never seen anything like it in my life by way of a concert. Don't think I have. So I became consumed with that. More importantly, I became consumed with what the fuck to wear to the concert. That and getting there on time and all the pre-concert things and all the all of the things. The Beyonce weekend here in Toronto where I live. Fine. Then summer began. And summer began with so many things. But I'm now like distracted because I need to check my notes and I'm so nervous. Okay. So summer began. Um... There was word of aliens. So that was in the news. So between Beyonce being an alien superstar herself, and then CNN was talking about like aliens coming to our planet, all this other type of stuff. I was scared. I don't know. Like, am I the only person who's scared? Like, I'm scared because I feel like aliens could be a real thing. Like, why wouldn't it be? Like, there's stars in the sky. There's other planets. Like, do I honestly believe that, like, only God exists beyond the clouds? Not aliens? Yeah. So, anyway, so then I got scared. And then I was overthinking that. And then I saw, like, a woman walking down the street one day holding toilet paper. And I thought, if I were an alien, I would look at that and be like, wow, they're really fucked up. I mean, there's so many other things we're fucked up about. But I'd be like... 
I don't know why. Seeing people just walking in the street, raw dogging it with a 12 pack of toilet paper makes me think that the aliens are just like, these people are lower than dog shit. I don't know why. (laughs) I have no idea why. But that's what I think. There's something about it. When I see it, I just think, what has your life come to that you're just walking the street with toilet paper? Like, you know that people know what you use that for. Why are you doing that? Stupid. I know. Crazy. That's me. That's it. That's it. Sorry, my nose is so itchy from my bloody allergy. So there's that. So that consumed me for a little while during the summer, as well as like gallivanting, being out just on the streets whenever I could be, because where I live in Toronto, Ontario, um, climate change is real. Climate change is real all over the world. We have forest fires everywhere. Um, record number rains, monsoons, hurricanes, tornadoes coming our way. But in Toronto, um, and those people are feeling it. I don't want to diminish that at all because that is like serious climate change. But the inconvenient climate change on my end, so I'm being a big baby at this point talking about it, is why whenever I'm outside, I'm outside. Uh, because between the extreme weather, so extreme would be 37 degrees with humidity and I understand Europe got walloped this summer as well too but for us it could be extreme or forest fire smoke or rain I just had to take advantage of being outside whenever I could get outside that was it and so I just forgot about my lovely podcast anyway so after um Beyonce then Taylor Swift said, hey, 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 I love money. I also love my fans, but I love money. And she said, I'm going to do six, doing an extension onto the tour, six days uh, in Toronto, my home city, which is like fantastic, unbelievable. The commerce that she's bringing to Toronto is like next level. Um, But it's not until next year. People are losing their minds thinking they're seeing Taylor Swift in November. They're not. It's for another year. So everybody calm down. So that frenzy happened. People are asking me, do I want to go see Taylor Swift? I'm of two minds. Let me just talk it out with y'all. Part of me is, you know, I do love a live concert. I love a live music. I will go see pretty much anything, anywhere, anytime. There's that. And I think I'd like to see her performance, if that's the word we're going to use. Because, I mean... She performs, she sings, and she plays guitar. Her dancing, I wouldn't call a performance. I would, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so I'm of that mind. The other part of me is that I'm not a Swifty. 1989 was a fantastic, phenomenal album, and that's what I will just leave that there. Am I going to spend hundreds of dollars just to see maybe one or two songs from that album being performed? I'm not that hardcore of a fan. I'm taking a seat that could belong to the a fan or the mother or guardian of a fan. So I'm of that mind. Nonetheless, my goddaughter has an extra ticket and it could be for me if I wanted to be. If I want to be in the midst of Taylor Swift a year from now. More than a year from now. It's actually in November I'm recording this in August, so end of August, so in 14 months, 15 months, whatever. I don't know. It seems like a lot to handle. I don't know if I'd be there roasting her the whole time because her and her long back friends, and if you know what that reference means, you know, if you know, you know, 
I don't know if I could be around that all night. I have time to think about it. Maybe my goddaughter needs to make money off that ticket. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, she announced these days. But in the midst of all that, this amazing thing happened in Montgomery, Alabama. And if you don't know, it's because you've chosen not to pay attention. Long story short, riverboat brawl on the dock. Uh, Riverboat docks at a certain part on the dock in Montgomery, Alabama. This very Caucasian white family parks their pontoon where the boat is supposed to go. The boat has hundreds of people on it. Um, They are told, I saw on CNN, the captain of the boat say, I need people to understand, a white man, Caucasian himself. This wasn't like a five minute interaction. We had already spent 45 minutes telling those people to move their pontoon. Then the assistant captain said, you know what, boss, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to talk to these people, talk some sense to these people. Happens to be a black man. He goes over and he tells the owners of the pontoon saying, hey, move your pontoon or else I'm going to tie it off and kick it into the river because this big ass river boat needs to come here and offload the people. People have places to go, things to do. These people carried on more back and forth, back and forth. They obviously didn't realize this man had black up, not back up, black up and try to beat him up. At at one point in the video you see, because everybody's filming now, that's what we do now, there's at least, I don't know, three or four men on him, one woman as well too, kicking him. And the Black Avengers activated when this man threw his hat up in the air. One of his colleagues, a 16-year-old who was on the boat, probably working part-time in the summer, making minimum wage, making sure the bathroom's clear, uh, clean or something, I don't know, he jumps into the water and swims over to deal with the fight. As well as some other people who are waiting to get on the riverboat. It turns out into a whole big brawl where even a folding chair is brought out at one point in time. And this man starts bashing people over the head with it. Nonetheless, arrests were made. I'm curious. I don't know how far that has all gone. The family who had the riverboat, some members had not turned themselves into the police, eventually did. Some other people, the black folks who are involved in the brawl, they also put themselves, also brought themselves to the police station after, you know, the warrants and stuff like that, all out for your arrest. I say all that to say this, because I'm sure you've already heard this story. That needed to happen because... White people need to know, stop fucking around with us. Stop trying to hurt us. Stop trying to kill us. This has now become a national holiday for black folks, August the 5th, because it was just the one of the few times that we were able to defend ourselves. Normally we end up dead. And I jump ahead to what happened this week in the news where a white man walked into the Dollar General somewhere in America and targeted black people and shot three of them. That was it. A woman was sitting in her car outside the Dollar General, black woman. Is someone letting off fireworks? I don't know. There's so much going on. It's actually not that hot outside and I have the windows open. So this is what's happening. So you're just, you're getting me and I'm not going to stop the recording because I've been stopping recording all freaking summer. So here I am. Anyhow, woman was sitting inside of her car. This person lets out 11 shots into them before she's gathering herself from going into the Dollar General or 
Um, just getting into her car, just being black, got her shot up 11 times in her car. And then he proceeds to walk into the Dollar General and shoot up, target black people and shoot them. So this is why we have taken this Alabama Montgomery ball, 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 brawl as far as we have, because it's like, we have these interactions with people and people hate us. They hate us so much just for really fucking existing. I don't get it. I don't know. I guess the white supremacy is in shambles and this is what people need to do. I don't know. But here's where we're at. So anyways, that happened this week and I'm not going to dwell on that much more. Um, What else has happened? Oh, I saw a commercial because I do watch regular cable TV. Breakfast sandwich. I can't even speak how excited I am. Breakfast sandwiches at McDonald's. Okay. McGriddle, whatever. I'm over it. It's not as great as it used to be. For some reason, I think McGriddle had their time. It's gone now. It's like the McRib. Maybe you shouldn't have brought back the McGriddle. I don't know who's still buying that. Somebody is. I find it to be a waste of time. I think in the early aughts, it was a much better sandwich. Whatever. But the breakfast sandwich. Now, you know, you have to decide bacon and egg McMuffin, sausage and egg McMuffin. No, not anymore. You could have both on your breakfast sandwich. So you know what I'm doing tomorrow. That's that. Next. Also saw a commercial for um, my big fat Greek wedding three. Dramatic pause. And also talks of Mamma Mia three. These are movies that do not need to be remade. Not remade, sorry. Do not need sequels. They do not need a sequel. The first time they came out, fantastic, amazing, great. What are you doing Mamma Mia 3? Meryl Streep signed up for this? Pierce Bronson signed up for this? Do they really need money that badly? I think maybe they didn't make good investments. Why? What? Why? Why? Is it a whole new storyline for Mamma Mia 3? Is there a new paternity situation happening? Is that what happens when you go to Greece? You drop your panties, have unprotected sex with men, you make a baby, and then your daughter gets to meet her father? Is this what we're doing? Another iteration of that? We don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. Because if you are where I'm from in Toronto, you could very well do that meetup at Scarborough Town Centre, Eaton Centre, Square One. You don't, it, it's not necessary. We don't need to call it the big stars for that. But thank, by the grace of God, it's probably been delayed because the writer strike is still on. This is a great segue for me. Writer strike started at the beginning of summer, continues on as well as the actors are now striking. So what we have upon us is that in September, we're not getting new TV shows. Allegedly, a lot of things that were going to streaming or are or are on streaming, are now going to be on regular cable. People like me, that's fine. Sorry, I'm very gassy. Don't know what that's about. Um, fantastic, great. The other good thing, sorry, it's horrible. Strike, I'm a union member. Union makes us strong. I will support the writers and the actors a thousand and one percent. But if anybody remembers the writer's strike from a million years ago, what ended up happening was we got reality TV and it was reality TV at its finest. It was basic and primal and amazing. We had a million and one contest shows, one of them being Survivor, I believe. But who cares about Survivor? Flavor of Love, where Flavor Flav was looking for love. Flavor Flav, who's a rapper, who if you don't know who he is, who wore a clock medallion, Google search him, 
this man was looking for love and they made a whole show about it as well as the sweet life or real life the one with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie during the pandemic I watched season one of that and it is fucking comedy gold you never in your life never in your life everything was just so raw and amazing when we had real reality TV. So that's probably going to be happening in the fall. Because all these shows are not in production. And even let's just say the writer's strike ends tomorrow. People still got to write. And then they got to like produce it. And actors got to act. And then they got to like clean it up and do digital. And then they're putting it out. So if we're lucky we might get new shows in 2024. But it'll probably be 2025. What the so I'm just left to rewatch great shows like New Girl. That's it. And amazing reality TV shows like Love Island USA and Ultimatum. Speaking of Ultimatum, amazing segue yet again. I started watching the new season. Ultimatum Queer Love, I think it was called. I never came on here to talk about it. But I have a lot to say about it. But I think it's magic reality show magic but this new season already the two or three episodes that I've watched I'm going to tell you what I like I love the fact that white people and black people are talking about when they shower and how many times a day they shower these are important questions when you're in a relationship people forget this shit and I'm so happy now that we are now doing what Martin Luther King this is what his dream was about. His I have a dream speech was, I think, was on August 28th. I'm not recording on August 28th, but close enough. This is what is. We are. I'm putting my hands together, if you can hear. I'm putting my hands together, clasping them together. We, uh, this is what the divide that brings us together. When do you shower? How often do you shower? That has been a topic of conversation when these people are getting themselves like connected. Oh, I probably should have explained what the ultimatum is. The ultimatum is um, a reality TV show with Nick Lachey and his wife. Who cares? I don't remember what her name is. Who cares about them? It's not about that, but it's about ultimatum. It's like you're in a relationship. Say I'm in a relationship with Gerard. I like that name. And uh, Gerard wants to get married and I don't. So he brings me on the show because that's going to fix our problems. And uh, gives me ultimatum. So I'm there with Gerard. But also Kimberly and Brad are there as well as Lamont and Keisha. (laughs) Let me guess. Those are the black people. (laughs) Anyways... Lamont and Keisha. So what ends up happening is that we end up ending Gerard and I, my French Canadian husband and I, our boyfriend, end up ending our relationship on the show for me to go test out and kind of date somebody else. So let's just say I end up kind of dating Lamont. Then Lamont and I move in together. Lamont is making me die of laughter Lamont and I end up living together for three weeks we kind of do like a trial marriage and then at the end of it Gerard and I my French Canadian poutine loving smoked meat man we connect again for another three weeks and at the end of it we decide or I decide we individually decide are we actually going to get married or am I going to stay with Lamont or am I going to be by myself that's the premise of the show (laughs) anyways nonetheless people have been talking about how much times you shower in a day oh I shower before I go to bed I was, 
happy, pleased as punch when a white man said to a black woman, no, you have to shower at the end of the day. You can't go to bed like with the street on you. I was, I said to myself, I don't know what woman he's with and what he's going to decide at the end of this TV show, but I feel that he's a man that needs to be in my bed because I support that 1000% especially in the summer. You literally sweat all day in the summer. In the winter, Canada, not so much. So you can kind of just jump into your bed or whatever. But, like, you got to shower at the end of the day. And even shower in the morning. I need a morning shower to wake myself up. I don't know how I got into this topic of conversation. Anyways, as I go on. Last but not least, the big thing of the summer was... One of the biggest things of the summer was the release of Oppenheimer as well as the Barbie movie. And people were doing... Barbie Hammer, like watching both movies the same day, which is literal insanity. I've seen both movies now. There's no way in hell I would see them all in one day. First of all, it's a long day. Nobody spends that much time at a movie theater. Nobody does, number one. Number two is, if you see Oppenheimer, the way that that thing is like a movie worm, gets in through your frontal lobe and makes its way all the way through every part and crevice of your brain to the fact that it hurts and you think that all humanity is fucked and doomed. And then if you were to go watch Barbie right after where they kind of dissect the patriarchy, I don't know if you'd be okay after that. You need to see them separately. Barbie on its own as a standalone, you do get the patriarchy pieces. You find it funny. There's a lot of good comedic pieces in there. Great. Oppenheimer, not a lot of comedic pieces, very well made, really great story, great storytelling in my opinion, um, but you just feel sad about the world. But here's my critique of both movies. You know what I love? Well, more so about Oppenheimer is that we live in a time where we want to have racial inequality, um, equality for women, equality for LGBT, two-spirited people, all that other type of stuff. Great. I'd say, great, I know it sounds flippant, but I don't mean it flippantly. I mean it seriously. In Oppenheimer, I noticed through it sprinklings of black people, sprinklings of women. And I want to say that if those people were actually there, I want to know their names. Don't just put them in as an extra, as a one-liner, or just in the back, because I'm going to say, given the times we're talking about, 1937, 1942, 1947, there were very few far between women and black people working at a nuclear bomb. And if they were, say their name, say their name, put, I want something in the movie. Where are they? Where were they? Don't just put this in for hashtag me too. Don't do that. Because then it's not historically accurate if this is what we're doing. Or are we taking an artistic license? Okay, well, I guess we could do that. But we need to own that. That's what it was in the past where these rooms were just filled with middle-aged white men who didn't give a fuck about anybody else. That's what it was. Don't just put this in to make this seem like back then. Well, yeah, there, there was one woman in the classroom. And there was this one black guy at the Congress meeting. If that was the case... I want their name and I want their biography. Let me look up their name on Wikipedia. If not, then you're selling me a false narrative of what the past was. The end. Anyways, that's it. Um, I'm going to be back 
yeah, that's my promise to you. I, again, every year I do this, I apologize. And the whole point of saying, I, I'm sorry, you should only say it once. That's a line from a movie. I forget what movie it's from. Next episode, I'll probably let you know what it is. But um, I need to stop saying I'm sorry and just produce freaking content. And that's that. Anyways, I gave you guys a whole recap pretty much of the summer. I don't have much more to say. One of y'all will remind me that I forgot something and I love you for it. Um, and that's it. Take care. Bye.